0: welcome to tonight's episode special episode of the hedgehog watchdog we're joined tonight by a special guest uh probably the highest profile criminal i mean politician that we've ever had uh welcome to the show jason roundsberg
1: what's up greg thanks for having me on sorry i'm late wouldn't you believe it i just hit a two-legged deer on my way to this interview This got dropped off by the sheriff right in the middle of the road. By the way, I'm the attorney general of South Dakota, so you drop that down.
0: Speaking of, uh, will you be resigning as attorney general?
1: Full stop, Greg. I'll tell you why I won't resign. Because I'm not a quitter. By the way, did you lose these glasses? (laughs) I found them in my car. Don't know how they got there. They weren't there when I left the bar. (laughs) What can you do? I was going to ask. You know where to get a windshield repaired. I got a hole in my windshield; like that big. <laughs> you can fit a head in there. All
0: right, Roundsburg, let's get serious for a second here. Since you don't have the common decency to resign after your accident, will you be running for re-election next
1: year as well? <clears throat> Everybody's been telling me to lately. So, if the shoe fits, Greg.
0: I oh, can't believe it. So how much did it cost uh, for the slap on the wrist you received in your recent criminal proceedings? Uh, we know it was $4,000 fine, but I got to imagine you greased some palms in the background.
1: Not any more than what Christy Nome spent on her desk, Greg. You remember that?
0: <laughs> we heard you were reading the Dakota Free Press
1: moments before the accident. Is there any truth to that? Well, that all depends on what your definition of truth is, Greg. Got to be informed. (laughs) Got to be informed to serve South Dakota as well as I do. So, yes. Yes. I I read as often as I can. That's the truth, Greg.
0: So how do you feel about legalizing weed in South Dakota? You had to defend it, but I don't, I don't think you did a good job defending it in the court.
1: You know, Greg, weed is dangerous. Is it really worth people losing their lives to get high? How many hit runs will we have now that it's legal? How are people who smoke weed going to be able to tell the difference between an animal and a person in the road. You can't, from my experience.
0: You recently pled no contest to the charges of making an illegal lane change and distracted driving. Uh, can you tell me again how
1: is that not reckless driving? What's reckless is this line of questioning, Greg. the law made more sense, than you wouldn't need people like me anymore to deliberate in courts. We're talking about the collapse of civilization, Greg.
0: You were uh, also recently caught speeding, going almost 20 miles per hour over the posted speed limit. You then blame going downhill. Uh, Have
1: you heard of gravity before?
0: You know how that works. Questions
1: like that are why nobody takes a libertarian party seriously, Greg. Well, I've got to go. Me and the boys are hitting another pedestrian bar tonight. Adios, right. Greg. It's right, well,
0: thank you for coming on and taking our hard-hitting questions. Well, that was an interesting interview. It's a little hard to take that guy seriously. Sorry about my lack of composure. Uh, but we're going to move on to some inter- some news topics now. We're just going to kind of go through some news.
2: Uh, it's too bad Devin missed that interview. Where was he? We must increase vaccinations among the unvaccinated with new vaccination requirements. Of nearly 80 million eligible Americans who have not gotten vaccinated, many said they were waiting for approval from the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. Well, last month, the FDA granted that approval. So the time for waiting is over. This summer, we made progress through the combination of vaccine requirements and incentives, as well as the FDA approval. Four million more people got their first shot in August than they did in July, but we need to do more. This is not about freedom or personal choice. It's about protecting yourself and those around you, the people you work with, the people you care about, the people you love. My job as president is to protect all Americans. So, tonight, I'm announcing that the Department of Labor is developing an emergency rule to require all employers with 100 or more employees that together employ over 80 million workers to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or show a negative test at least once a week. Some of the biggest companies are already requiring this: United Airlines, Disney, Tyson's Food, and even Fox News. The bottom line: we're going to protect vaccinated workers from unvaccinated coworkers.
0: We're going to reduce Black the spread of
2: COVID-19 by increasing the share of the workforce that is vaccinated in businesses all across America. My plan will extend the vaccination requirements that I previously issued in the healthcare field. Already, I've announced we'll be requiring vaccinations in all nursing home workers who treat patients on Medicare and Medicaid because I have that federal authority. Tonight, I'm using that same authority to expand that to cover those who work in hospitals, home healthcare facilities, or other medical facilities. A total of 17 million healthcare workers if you're seeking care at a health facility, you should be able to know that the people treating you are vaccinated. Simple, straightforward, period. Next, I will sign an executive order that will now require all executive branch, federal employees to be vaccinated, all. And I've signed another executive order that will require federal contractors to do the same. What's up, Greg? to work with the federal government and do business Welcome get vaccinated if you want to do business with the federal government vaccinate your workforce and tonight
3: oh get a load of of this hire man
2: make it difficult for you to get vaccinated the department of labor will require employers with 100 or more workers to give those workers paid time off to get vaccinated
3: Yeah, you know what? Um, I think we'll be able to get Roundsburg on again. He's actually a big fan. Um, he reads – I. he told me that he uh, reads our podcast – listens to our podcast, reads our blog while he's driving all the time.
0: So, uh, <laughs> yeah, where were you? You, you, missed, you missed that. Uh, uh, you know, dude, my,
3: my cats once, were getting into in stuff. Nice and I a, well, you know – you win some, you lose some, Greg. You win some, you lose some.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I didn't even think to ask uh, to look at the audience uh, questions. I was kind of having a hard time during that interview. Uh, but it was a good interview. I think we, we didn't really learn a lot more than uh, Roundsburg's douche, but. Yeah. So. Uh... Speaking of douches, uh, that video we just played, uh, you know. Uh, back when the pandemic first hit or whatever, you know, they they said this could never happen. The government would never mandate. The government yeah. would never force you to do all these things and it's they're doing everything that they can to force you to mm-hmm. do it.
3: Well, before we go any further, I think we should bust out our first segment of this really chaps my ass and I think Biden really led into that perfectly. We'll be talking about that first let me find the video. Here it is.
1: <laughs>
3: so, Biden, mandatory vaccinations. Essentially, um, I don't know. A lot of people I've been talking to are really... Um, they they basically consider like this a dicti- dictatorial move. Basically, calling Biden a dictator. Um, I agree with them. Uh, what are, what are your?
0: Well, like, I don't understand where the Department of Labor claims to have authority to mandate a vaccine. Like, yeah. where? How? When did we? when did all of a sudden we just delegate all powers to the federal government? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, when did that, what law exactly passed that just gave the federal government sweeping authority and not even, it's not even like Congress is passing this shit. You know, that's another problem is that it's these bureaucratic agencies that are doing this. And it's like, you don't have any authority Do this, the constitution is pretty clear about it, you know, that it's all relegated to the states and it's not uh, federal. Federal has no jurisdiction in these matters, and I don't, again, I just don't get where these uh, bureaucratic agencies think that they can basically uh, mandate and. I mean that all that stuff should go through congress which they shouldn't even do either but still it's about yeah, you know I'll just say real quick that the 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 whole uh, executive order crap and this and that I mean it really is abused the president used to be like a figurehead and now they just basically dictate legislation somehow without going through the legislative branch it it really doesn't make any sense yeah, how's OSHA going to even
3: enforce this, you know? I mean, like, how many people do they even have working for OSHA? I'm going to look that up right now. Because, I mean, you're trying to afford something on 80 million Americas. That's going to take a big force. How many people work in OSHA?
0: Well, you get compliance. I mean, people just do it got- anyways. Says they've got
3: a hundred, one thousand eight hundred and fifty inspectors available for health and safety of one hundred and thirty million workers. That's one compliance officer for every seventy thousand workers. So, I think in a mass non-compliance effort would it work in this situation. Well, yeah, there- but
0: it's got to be mass non-compliance and like. Right after this came out, we're kind of late to the ball game on this. This actually came out like a week ago. But uh, um, anyway, right after it came out, people were posting, you know, on Facebook and on social media. They were like, oh, I've got 109 employees and I just had to fire 10 employees. And yeah. everyone's like cheering it going, oh, you see what the government did? And uh, I mean, on the one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, it's like. Why didn't you just keep your 10 damn employees, show a little bit of respect to your employees, and just non-comply with the freaking government? You know, that's what needs to happen is if enough people non-comply, guess what? Those mandates just go away.
3: And how in the hell are they going to charge a $14,000 fine for every violation? Like, are you kidding me? For a nun, yeah. n- never be heard, never heard of before, like dictatorial. What do you call that? Like proclamation. Essentially, it's like you think the government would be smart enough to do a small fine, to, like ease into it, and then crank up the fines like normal. I
0: also don't think that it, it's going to help a whole lot because, like, what the government fails to realize with this whole vaccination thing is that uh, the people that got the vaccine or that wanted the vaccine, they got it, okay? So you can mandate all you want, and you can do all this and all that, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't have the statistics in front of me, but uh, a good portion of the people employed in um, in our country work for small businesses. So this yeah. over 100 employees doesn't even matter to like 30% of the population or what whatever the percentage of people that work for small business, I, I should look that up quick, but it's a significant amount of people work for small businesses. So again, you're, you're doing this and you're mandating this and you're putting on this big show, but I don't know that it's going to have a whole lot of an effect on numbers. You know, yeah.
3: another thing that chaps my ass about this story, Greg, is that uh, <laughs> the Democ, there's a story about, uh, I forgot what state it was. I think Florida where a landlord is evicting people who didn't have a vac- their vaccinations. And now the Democrats are cheering those evictions after being abhorred by evictions for like the yeah. last two years. And it's just a hip- hypocrisy factor. I know that <clears throat> privacy... I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like borderline fascism when you got this declaration by biden and now all these businesses and uh landlords and everything well that's always the forward with it
0: that's always the problem with two-party politics anyways is because everyone just ignores the the constant hypocrisy so like when donald trump was in office and he's signing a bunch of executive orders everyone you know all the everyone on the left is complaining about it and then okay but then uh you know the tables are turned and the roles are reversed and it's just the same shit. And it's like, okay, well we're complaining about it. You know, everyone on the right's complaining about it, but you know, it was good enough for them. while they were in office.
3: Yeah. 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 Dude. It's not going to go. I don't think this is going to go over well. Uh, I think it's going to be a big flop. I think it's going to be a bigger flop than Biden's uh, Afghanistan withdrawal.
0: Um, and speaking
3: of that um they just said in the news this is another thing that chaps my ass that retaliatory strike that we did not we actually i'm not gonna say we that joe biden did they killed 11 civilians didn't even get the guy like seven of them were kids so it's like you literally just so he's literally a child murderer
0: uh um, and just, it's one of those things where it's like it's okay it's hidden on the back page it's like you guys did that town yeah. strike and you sat there celebrating yourselves for killing terrorists and you're oh, all yeah. cla- you know patting yourselves on the back and congr- and you guys knew i mean you had to have known at the time that you killed a bunch of civilians and here it is a week later and it's like it's just buried on page 5 it's like oh well uh, collateral damage you know what i mean it's like okay well A lot of people just lost their lives for no reason, you know. And it's not that you're not, you're responsible for that. Like, you know, I would hate to be a member of the armed forces too. And, you know, you're doing what you're told, you're doing your job essentially. And then it comes to find out that you just killed a whole family, you know, for no, for no reason. Like, how does that not affect you, seriously affect you? I think for, that was a pretty you know, good, final, pretty big,
3: uh, accurate final statement of, you know, of Americans' invasion of Afghanistan. Like that pretty much just summarized the whole 20 year experience, that last act of murdering more civilians for no reason. All right. Up next on what chaps <laughs> are ass. Um, five, count them, five dispensaries. Oh, what is this? No, here we go.
1: <laughs> Five
3: dispensaries in Sioux Falls. That's it. That's the cap. We're talking Sioux Falls. This city that was like the majority of the signatures on the petitions to legalize weed. Uh, like the biggest, like... Um, About 200,000 people. Yeah, the biggest pro-friendly marijuana city in South Dakota... Five and that's medical dispensaries. Five. Um, that was uh another proclamation by a tyrant, or the Sioux Falls mayor. I don't even know how to pronounce it, Paul Tenken or something.
0: Ten Haken, I think.
3: Ten Haken, that's right. Ten Haken. And this guy, he caps dispensaries at five for the whole city, somehow gets city council to go with it, go along with it, and then he declares that he's running for office again. It's like, dude. Dude, no. Here's the kicker. Uh, They're basically modeling this just like alcohol alcohol licenses where you got to put up a fee. I think the fee is $50,000. Five lucky winners or supposedly lucky winners are going to get that. And then they can just go ahead to sell that to somebody else. It's going to be worth a lot more than $50,000 when they resell it. I can guarantee you that. I know liquor licenses go for like upwards of like 500K. So like this license might even go for more than that. So this is a situation where if you got $50,000 laying around, you can literally just throw that in this lottery. You'll get it back if you don't get selected. But it's just like, yo, this is definitely skewed to a certain sect of people in South Dakota. It
0: might not even be like South Dakotans.
3: Like we're talking like rich out of staters that are gonna be able to afford this.
0: Well, and what our friend was telling us uh about it who is following it a little bit more closely was that uh before it got changed at the last minute, uh they wanted a non-refundable uh fee to be included in this lottery. Uh so mm-hmm. You would have had to uh, pay all that money for the chance to win, which is literally just a scam. It's like you're charging, you wanted to charge people, and I think it was a hundred thousand maybe at the time, and then they lowered it a little bit, but a hundred grand for the opportunity for the chance to get a license. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, so there's only five dispensaries in Sioux Falls, which is ridiculous. Uh, the town of Yankton, uh, which has, jeez, one twentieth—I mean, one like one twentieth—the population that Sioux Falls has—and they're gonna allow three dispensaries. Uh, and I think it's only like a five thousand, five thousand. Either way, any if anyone gets one of these licenses, because. You know, as Libertarians, we're all big on economics, and so we understand the economics behind the laws of, like, scarcity. So if you make an item very scarce, guess what? It's worth a lot of freaking money. So just like you said, these people, these five people, like you could just put your name in for the drawing and have no intention of actually opening a dispensary because you'll just be able to turn around and resell that license to somebody that's willing to pay a half a million, a million, whatever it takes. you know, If there's only five stores in the whole town of 200,000 people, uh, yeah, you're going to want one of those licenses. You're going to make a lot of money.
3: Check out this little tidbit I just read. It says here that one of the... Qualifications of getting your uh, license revoked is if you're a target of robbery. Well, isn't that an incentive for competitors to get get yeah. <laughs> get a license revoked from one of their competitors? Just rob the store. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> like, man. Well, yeah, this passes the 7 1 vote. That's just shame. Shame on Sioux Falls City Council. I hope every single one except the person who voted against this should be replaced this is well that's the that's
0: the problem with just voting straight party republican or whatever it's like people claim that south dakota is like the land of the free and these people will get up there and act like they are all for free markets and -hmm. all this and that but it's like this proves that you're not for free markets name another product in south Dakota that you're limiting capacity you know what i mean so strictly i just you're not for free markets because a free market would like and it would be good for the city i mean i'm not for taxes or fees but let's say so what is the what is the license $50,000 yeah so you're limiting it to five licenses which that means the city's gonna make a quarter million dollars, okay? But if you didn't put a limit on the number of licenses you would approve, you just look at their business plan, you look and see that they're a legitimate company, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. You issue them a license, and let's say there's a hundred dispensaries that open up in Sea yeah. Falls, which would be an insane amount. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but then the city would actually profit, you know, five million dollars off of that.
3: Yeah, and the thing that just ticks me off the most is like this is medical, these are medical dispensaries. This is for specifically medical patients, people who need this. Um, it's just unreal, man. It's like it'd be like to me, it'd be like them like forcing every pharmacy in Sioux Falls. You gotta go to the outskirts of Sioux Falls and only five pharmacies.
0: Five period.
3: Ph- yeah. It's like, are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. I was actually talking. Uh, To my folks when they were down here for Freedom Fest, Freedom Feast last week, and I was kind of saying the exact same thing. I was like, "This is supposedly this is medical marijuana. It's like, but we don't treat it like it's a medicine, you know? Insurance doesn't cover it. Name another medicine that you have to go out and pay a hundred dollar license to buy? I don't need a hundred dollar license to go buy oxycotton." or adderall or anything else you know but oh we need a hundred dollar license to buy medical marijuana i mean name another drug that's treated that way like you said uh you know yeah only only five lewis drugs sorry you guys are capped at five in sioux falls you know
3: yeah and rapid city's gonna get 15 and they've got like what not even half half the population half maybe like this isn't real But by the way, I found out who voted no on the city council. It was Pat Starr. So props to you. Uh, Too bad you couldn't convince any of your peers. Well, this is ridiculous. I hope. uh, I don't know. Things will change in the future. But another marijuana-related issue is uh, apparently the Supreme Court is taking a nap for the last (laughs) eight months. I don't know just sleeping, sleeping on the job. Uh, like how hard is it to uh, honor the voters of this state? It's not that hard.
0: How do you Point. even, how do you even remember the arguments made from eight months ago? Yeah. Like if, you, if you're a judge sitting there and you're still deliberating, how do you even remember the court case from yeah. eight months ago?
3: It's like, are we just going to have juries? Uh, let's just have juries. You know, they, they, They go to trial. They hear all the evidence, and then we'll let them. We'll have them come back in a year, and then make a verdict. Then, because that'll be fair. That'll make sense. I'll be back Um, in two seconds. You keep around. And and the thing is, they held off their verdict so long now that they're already starting to petition again. They're asking for volunteers to petition uh, to get it back on the 2022 ballot, preparing for the worst. Um, It doesn't look like. Um, they have as much money as they did the last time this went around. So this is going to be extremely difficult and it's already starting later than it did last time. And it, we, the signatures, I think they got like 55,000 signatures, um, from like August 29th, I think to about November 3rd. And now we're going to be, they're starting another drive from September 19th or 18th to November 8th. So three less weeks, just about. It's just, it just has me worried. I has me worried that it's going to fail.
1: <coughs>
3: and um, it has me worried also that after um, the petition drive fails, that they'll vote no on the amendment a. But I'm I don't know. I'm, I'm just being pessimistic because is like I mean, there's like hardly any time. How many weeks is that even? Let me look at my calendar. Look how much total time do they have to get these signatures? Man, everybody out there needs to volunteer for this and get 20 signatures. It's like everybody who likes smoking weed did that. This would be done in like a week. But this would be really difficult we're talking like it's already f- almost fall it's gonna start getting cold here petitioning season is almost over it's gonna be nasty petitioning weather it's gonna be really difficult so we got two four so we're talking seven weeks seven weeks to get 35,000 valid signatures which means you need about 50,000 just in case some of those signatures aren't valid a lot of people move on a lot of people have their addresses changed and they're really picky about that. So if your address is not what it says in your voter registration, they don't even count that signature. So make sure when you sign these petitions and you're registered to vote in South Dakota and you moved, change your voter registration address so that when you sign this petition and you write your address down, it matches
1: um yeah
0: i'm a little skeptical that uh seven weeks to get the signatures seems a bit crazy to me to be honest with you yeah
3: Yeah. like everybody's gotta be pushing
0: i haven't heard of anybody hiring anybody either so no like you're gonna have to hire people like you're not gonna i don't know yeah if you don't hire people it's really difficult to
3: get the signatures um like even like for case example, even the medical petition. Oh, I think re- everybody remembers it failed in 2018. They were only able to get 13,000 signatures for that. Um, and honestly,
0: they were it, they were not on track to even get enough signatures in yeah. 28, 2020. Uh, the only reason they did get enough signatures is because the South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws came in with a bunch of money and they hired petitioners. But they actually, because I remember that it actually, and I, because I volunteered, so it's not like I didn't have a little skin in the game myself. I'm not just playing armchair quarterback. You know, I was, I was out trying to collect some signatures. But at the time. Uh, they did not even have enough signatures. It looked like medical was not even going to be on the ballot again. And, uh, yeah, they came in late in the game in August, paid a bunch of people to collect signatures, and they got it on the ballot. Maybe there's enough time, but I don't know, seven freaking weeks. I also would just say that just my personal opinion, of course, I want to see recreational legal here in South Dakota. Yeah. But, uh My personal skepticism is that uh, it's a midterm election. A lot of the people that would vote in favor of cannabis legalization are going to be sleeping on this election. It is not a presidential election. People get, you know, turnout, especially with the youth vote and things like that, are a lot better in a presidential election uh, than... And, you know, historically... Uh, in 2010 I think it was they put medical mar- okay so in 2008 they put medical marijuana on the ballot and it lost by like one or two percent within a couple percent and uh, that was like 51 to 49 is what it was and then in two years later they got medical marijuana on the ballot again and it failed by like 12 percent. And I just blame that solely on the fact that it was a midterm election because it's not like 12% of the population's opinion just changed in two years because we know that popular opinion and public opinion has changed in the positive when it comes to cannabis legalization and medical marijuana. So to me, it was just a midterm election. I just, I really hope it passes, but I don't know. I hate to be a pessimist, but I am.
3: <laughs> you know what bugs me is like the legislator knows that we passed. We wanted to legalize marijuana. 54% of South Dakota wants legal marijuana, like full recreational legal marijuana. And they have got the power to just put stuff on the ballot without a petition drive. They could have just put it on the ballot because they already did. They put something on the ballot regarding uh taxation where, any um, referendum that raises taxes would require 60 percent instead of 50. <sighs> so why don't you just add the marijuana thing in the ballot too? You could have put it made it however you want it, you know, and people would have voted again and passed it. But we got some comments here. CG Abernathy says the truth is. That there is no way to not uphold Amendment A. And the issue is that Christy Nome's legal team said that if it is upheld, she is under no obligation to uphold the state constitution. That was their legal argument, basically, threatened the Supreme Court with the constitutional crisis. Oh, man. I think it was a constitutional crisis already. Like, we're already having a constitutional crisis. Like, we voted, we changed the laws. The Constitution says specifically that once the voters vote on something, that's officially enacted. That's an plus, enacted
0: amendment. You can't no, just
3: unenact that.
0: One of the arguments against voter referendums and uh, why people tend to be scared of them in general is like, so our government's supposed to be, you know, constitutional. It's supposed to respect individual rights, essentially. And so if you have voter initiatives, uh, it's kind of mob rule. You can put something on the ballot that contradicts individual rights. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. say, for instance, when the Constitution passed, uh, what, the eight, or 18th Amendment or whatever, the one for prohibition, you know, well, all I'm saying is uh in this case we're actually granting you're actually granting individual rights to people you know what I mean you're taking power back from the government mm-hmm. so how on earth you could be against that is beyond me you know Scott Baldwin says I've
3: been why wow, these elected officials. At every level of government, from city councils to State Department of Health, and especially the governor's office,
0: nearly guarantee the black market will continue to thrive. Oh, yeah, for sure. I actually just saw a news article in Oregon where they busted a, some grow and they were all bragging about how many millions of dollars worth of weed. And it's like, even when weed becomes legal, here we are still Still arresting people for it, and honestly, I think it has to do a lot of it has to do with taxes. You know, because once weed's legal, then it all just becomes about taxes and paying those licensing fees and making sure you're on the up and up with the state. Because right now you could grow weed and you could provide for you and your family and never pay a single dime in taxes, you know what I mean, and you could just be it's bartering and trading It's simple economics. You know what I mean. I don't need a middleman. I don't need the government involved. I can do this all on my own. And so the government's threatened by that. You know. Yeah, man. And Independent lifestyle. Work. You know. I think they're on trying to. Own.
3: I think they're trying to make it so you can't even grow weed in Sioux Falls either. It's like, man.
0: I know the legislature was talking about. Uh, Introducing a bill in the next next session uh, to make it so that you can't grow, because right now, uh, right now uh, the medical bill that passed is, uh, you know, you're supposed to allow home grow, and they're trying to take that away from us.
3: Chris German says exactly what I have is no business of the government. Yes. It is absolutely no business. And it's like, man, that is what a cluster. What a cluster. Legislators against the people of South Dakota. The courts are against the people of South Dakota. The governors against the people of South Dakota. The state is messed up, dude. Messed up. All right. So our next article. That chaps our ass. Ex cop murder, vic- murder verdict reversed in Australian woman's death. Uh, this happened in Minnesota a couple years ago. I think everybody remembers this. Um, this lady called in. She s- called in a rape in an alley. Cops showed up. She came up behind the cop car, and then this guy basically just shot her without even, just boom, shot her. Shot her dead right there. He was sentenced to. I think 12 or 14 years in prison, which isn't enough time already. Everybody else who would do anybody else who just shoots somebody, especially the person who called the police, I would be facing life in prison. This guy is facing 14. Oh, wait, the Supreme court of Minnesota just overturned that verdict. Now he's only going to have to serve four years. And he's already served like two years. This guy's going to be out in the streets in two years. Murdered somebody. If that is to say I don't
0: give an F about you, I don't know what does, man. That's
3: well, just insane you know, to me.
0: It's like you brought up earlier about that uh, drone strike or bombing that killed, uh, what, 11 people in Afghanistan?
3: Yeah. Who's
0: going, who's going to jail for that? Right. Show me, show me one person that's going to be held accountable and responsible for that. Who's going to be, you know... So basically what we've learned throughout history is that as long as what you're doing is in the name of government, it is okay. As long as you're working for the government. It's like we literally have a president who blew up
3: seven children. Um, And that's not grounds for impeachment somehow, but lying about a blowjob, you know, that's grounds for impeachment. (laughs) Uh, Making a phone call to Ukraine, that's grounds for impeachment. Oh, man, this is just, I don't know, man. Minnesota's messed up. And it's like, man, this isn't Minnesota. I thought Minnesota was a liberal state. I thought they wanted to defund the cops, but apparently they just want to let cops go free when they murder people, like legitimately murder people. This guy was convicted of homicide. He was convicted by a jury. How could a Supreme Court even overturn a case like this? Like is This is well, a criminal case. Well, I don't know what they say. Why'd they overturn
0: it? We need deets. Yeah, let's go through the. I are, didn't really pay attention. Some- There's just too much of this nonsense in the world, honestly, to get...
3: Oh, they don't even give involved. it much detail. This is like the smallest article. They're trying to like bury this so that nobody even knows about it, really. That's
0: what I was saying about writing articles. You can go to HedgehogWatchdog.com. You can check out our blog articles, our News articles, shit. Some of the articles we do are more in depth than anything you're gonna see on this mainstream garbage. Like I yeah. say, it's like three paragraphs, and sometimes you know people always give people shit. They're like, and I, I'm as guilty of it as anybody else. They're like, well, you only read that, you only read the headlines, you didn't actually read the article. It's like, well, it's crap like this. When you click on the article, and there's no more information in the damn article than there was in the headline. It's like three paragraphs of nothing.
3: <laughs> All right. So here's what they're saying. They're saying uh Mohammed Noor, this is the police officer who murdered the Australian lady. Her name was Justine Ruzix Damon. Uh, he was convicted of third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter. Uh, he appealed the murder conviction, saying that charge is meant for cases in which a defendant's actions are directed at more than one person and the court agreed. So apparently in Minnesota, you know, it's not murder unless you kill more than one person. Okay, murder- I I that that makes no sense. That makes just as about much sense as how Ronsberg's not guilty of reckless driving even though everybody you'll you'll see in Argus 911, oh, driver's speeding on 41st Street. Oh. <clears throat> Cops are looking for that car because they were recklessly driving. It's like, oh, you've already determined that was reckless driving. But it took you eight months to determine Roundsburg killing somebody, driving off his lane on his phone at the time, lying to investigators. That is careless driving. Whatever, man. Whatever, man. All right, next story. This just breaking news that just came out. Everybody's been talking about this case. The Gabby Petito case. I don't know if you heard about it.
1: Probably have.
3: But let me get this ad off the screen, man. Come on. Basically, she went on a cross-country trip with her fiance. Fiance returned home without her. Didn't report her missing for three weeks. Uh, two, two weeks. Um, he drove back home in his van, <clears throat> so like abandoned her in Wyoming. Um, he played the fifth instantly, got an attorney. So he was the last person to know, see her, he was the person who would know where to look for her. He wasn't talking. Apparently, um, the police didn't think it wise to monitor this dude because he's missing too now. He didn't report her missing for two weeks. He didn't even report her missing at all. The family of Gabby reported her missing on the September tenth. Um, like the police didn't take like, off. Assume this guy had something mischievous went down with this dude didn't like stake his house out and keep tabs on him where he was at. So apparently on Tuesday he dipped out to go hiking. His own family doesn't know where he is. His attorney says that he, <clears throat> he doesn't know where he is and the family of his name is Brian Laundrie. Brian Laundry's family. Uh, they wouldn't cooperate with investigators, not his parents or anything. But now they want investigators to find their son because he's missing. They say he went out hiking. There's a worry that he basically went out to kill himself. But anyways, breaking news that just happened an hour ago. They found Gabby Petito's body in Wyoming. She is no longer with us. Rest in peace. Uh, Cops let her killer go. He's probably going to kill himself. He's not going to get justice her family's not going to get justice. She's not going to get justice. This is just bull, dude. I just can't believe this. It's just such common sense that you would stake out this guy's house and keep tabs on him and follow him everywhere he goes. Like that's not a violation of his rights, man. Is it? I don't think it is. <laughs> like, that's such probable cause. How is that not probable cause? He's got her van. That was her van, registered in her name. She paid the insurance on it. That's her van. You drove across the country to Florida without her in her van.
1: Like, I don't know what more you need.
3: I mean, cops are busting in people's houses because they smell weed. That's probable cause enough to break and enter someone's house. Maybe if they smelt weed in front of Brian Laundry's house, they would have some probable cause to arrest him. That's just a sad story, man. Um, I think that's all my stories I have. Do you have any other stories you want to talk about that chap your ass, Greg, or we just want to go to normal headlines?
0: Yeah, I just got a couple. They're not chat my ass parts, but I got a couple news items we can go over quick. Uh, since Rousberg was our guest earlier on the show, uh, there's been some uh, word – I tried to find a good article for it. I could not find one. But I, I got this information off of the notorious Bob Newland's Facebook page, so we'll take him as at his word. Uh, but supposedly, Roundsburg has introduced two new ballot initiatives to be on the ballot in November. And these are, although I support these uh, issues, it's really strange for him to be... Uh, like you had said, they can just put these things on the ballot. But So he's proposed these two ballot initiatives, and one would reduce the penalty of ingestion of any illegal drugs to $25. For those listening who don't know, South Dakota is the only state in the country that has what they call an ingestion law, which means... Let's say you snort a line of coke on a Saturday night at a party or you, uh, since weed's technically illegal in South Dakota, if you smoke a joint uh, or whatever and the cops, they come up with their own little probable cause or whatever, but if they drug test you, you can actually be charged uh, with a crime for just having uh, that drug in your urine. Uh, So if it's a Controlled substance like, uh, like I say, Coke, uh, opioids, meth, something like that. Uh, that could be a felony punishable by up to 10 years in prison right now as the law stands. Uh, mm-hmm. So he apparently is introducing a bill or an initiative to reduce that to a $25 fine. Uh, Oh, we'll go into the second one after that. You got any thoughts on that? I support the measure. It's awkward that he was
3: vocally against that stuff earlier. I think he's trying to make up for running somebody over. Um, and like <laughs> I mentioned this earlier. It's like, why, if he can put stuff on the ballot too, uh, why doesn't he just put legalization of weed on the ballot? He, like, he knows. Like, it's like, dude, if you're trying to make up for what you did or have some kind of cloud or something, whatever you're trying to do, you know, put legalization on the ballot before you get impeached, man, take them for the team, do something.
0: Yeah. I will just say, uh, I've always been against ingestion, the ingestion law. Like mm -hmm. I said, we're the only state that even uses it, but what they do in, in these criminal cases is they just stack charges against people. They'll charge you with possession of the, of the controlled substance, They'll charge you with possession of it by ingestion. They'll charge you with probably one or two other. You know, they've got a few laws on the books, like uh, keeping a house for use and where drugs are used and sold. It's like, okay, yeah. well, if you're a drug addict, then you use drugs in your house, okay? Yeah. This is common sense. Like that's not – that in no way, shape, or form should that be some kind of an extra charge against somebody yeah. – and I've always been against ingestion in general because uh, uh, of the horror stories you hear. Um, when you don't want to submit to a drug test in these cases, it's a urine test. Well, guess yeah. what happens? They forcibly uh, take that urine from you in the in the uh, form of a uh, catheter. They force catheter a person, and which is tantam- tantamount to. Like, government-sanctioned rape. Like, you're sticking something in somebody's body to extract fluid. Like, it's not even a blood test. Like, a blood test is far more humane than uh, than being forced catheterized. Uh, all, ju- all to just trump up more charges against somebody, uh, yeah. crim- criminalizing what's in their body. Yeah, dude. And uh,
3: just from personal experience, uh they uh, it didn't happen to me, but <laughs> dude, they would beat your ass in booking, and strap you into a freaking Hannibal Lecter chair if you didn't give your bodily fluid. Um, and then they would throw you into like a, a cell by yourself and like let you sit there all day, like letting you piss yourself.
1: Uh, yeah, they I witnessed soon. it. I witnessed it. I
3: freaking witnessed it happening, and. Um, didn't that get ruled unconstitutional that they can't take your fluid or, like, I think they ruled that unconstitutional like
0: not that long ago. Um, yeah, I wonder if the state is still doing it though. I don't know, you know. But they did. They got sued a couple different times. They got sued once because they did it to a child, like a, two, yeah, like, a, a yeah, a three-year-old. Yeah, three-year-old child. And he got a staph infection
3: afterwards. It's like, give me a break.
1: Like and, we're uh, trying. So
3: to, people of South Dakota are trying to legalize weed, and we got our government officials giving catheters
0: to three year olds. This is insane. Yeah, For right. Af- right after that, the legislature passed a bill to make it illegal to do it to minors or something like that. But it's again, it's one of those one things where it's like, well, that's great. I'm glad you protected minors, but how about everyone else? Why wouldn't everyone else? I mean, the Constitution is pretty clear on unlawful search and seizure. And I would consider strapping somebody down to extract bodily fluids through their, you know, sexual organs, which is basically rape. Like, that's totally a violation of your constitutional rights. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so that was the first thing, the first uh, well, initiative. We'll have to ask
3: Roundsberg if he comes back on <laughs> what his thoughts are on his initiatives. Yeah. Sure I'd we'll love to pick answers. his brain on that one.
0: The other initiative that he is proposing apparently is uh, it would reduce the penalty of possession of even the most serious drugs to a maximum of one year in jail. So uh, like right now, again, uh, the laws as they stand, like you get caught with a little bit of, anything that's considered a controlled substance and that could be pharmaceutical meds or whatever it's, you know, it's up to 10 years in prison. So changing it to a one year, uh, jail term would actually be a pretty good, uh, turn of events.
3: You know, it sounds to me like Ronsberg is pretty libertarian. Like we know he doesn't like roads. He doesn't drive on them. (laughs) Uh, he doesn't like speed limits. Now he doesn't uh, think possession by ingestion should be more than a $20, $5 fine. I guess that's, I mean, a libertarian would say it shouldn't be anything, but I mean, what can you do? A little L libertarian would be okay with a $25 fine for ingestion. And now uh, Max, one year in jail for even the most hard drugs. That's, you know, I'm not going to lie. That's very bold. Coming from him, but his political career is over. Like I'd like to see some of this from people whose political careers aren't over. And they're not lame ducks going well, on. So door. that was the
0: other thing uh, someone else had pointed out that makes this even weirder is like Roundsburg specifically spoke against uh, the reducing the ingestion penalty. Like they tried to pass a bill through the legislature last year, and uh, he spoke against that bill. So it's really strange, you know. I mean, we're used to polit- politicians flip-flopping, but uh, it's really strange for somebody to literally speak against an issue like eight months ago, and then try to now put it on the ballot. But hey, I'm in favor of both of those bills. Uh, so if they go to, if they go to the ballot, I uh, would love to see them pass again. Mm-hmm. As I pointed out before, it's a midterm election and these are not going to be good bills to try to pass during a midterm yeah. election. I, I was going to say that, you know, I think I might
3: disagree with you on this midterm just for this cycle because I think Christy noam has got so much heat and hatred against her right now from um, the liberal crowd. And those that's the crowd that usually votes in favor of... Uh, Um, legalizing drugs um so we we might get a surprise we might get a surprise this year like i i just don't see them nobody's a fan of joe biden and kamala harris like i don't see them turning up for those people but i think they might turn up to try to dethrone christy gnome so i do know fingers crossed fingers crossed
0: uh, the only other topic I had to discuss tonight, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but it was kind of funny. I don't know if you can pull that picture up. but So apparently they had a rally in Washington, D.C. I'm calling it Revenge of the Sixth. It's, uh, so what it was was they were protesting what they considered uh, harsh punishments for the people that were arrested because of the you know January 6th. Rally BC. Well, this was one. Um, place, there's a picture I sent you right before that. Can you show that picture?
3: Yeah, a second here.
0: So this picture. Well, this picture was getting circulated on social media, which which gave me a chuckle. Um, basically, what they were trying to say was that apparently this rally was a total flop. Not many people there, from what I understand. But a lot of the people that were there were getting called out, like people on social media were calling them uh, federal agents. The, the, they weren't really even protesters. Like they're just they're there literally the federal agents trying to infiltrate the crowd.
3: Here's the picture. I'm just bringing it up now. <laughs> Here's a picture Greg's talking about. Uh, if you're listening and not watching, it's basically uh, six dudes, they all have the same sunglasses. They all have the same watches on. Pretty much um, same haircut. All the same. (laughs) The exact same outfit. Cargo (laughs) shorts. They look like
0: your classic FBI agents. Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm not sure.
0: I didn't watch 100% of that video. We can watch that video quick, though. That was just something that popped up when I was searching uh, January 6th, Rally. Uh, But here's... Something I think they were trying to make them sound like there were a bunch of undercover cops in the audience trying to provoke incidents. Maybe we need the sound. We might need the sound.
1: Give us some space, Back up.
3: He's one of them it says on TikTok. Yeah, call to verify oh, that, so one that guy
0: that guy in the background apparently is an undercover yeah i'm thinking
1: yeah
3: that's what it is the guy looks so undercover so what
0: rally was this again so there was a rally the other day i'm not 100 percent when it was it was ba- it barely registered on the radar but uh So it was a rally in Washington, D.C. to protest the charges against the people from January 6th. Apparently, they feel like those people were being charged unfairly and harshly. So there was supposed to be a protest uh, about that. But anyway, what I just thought was my takeaway from the whole protest was be careful out there. You know, every time the government... Would stop some kind of a terrorist plot in the United States. You know how they stopped it? Because they had a man on the inside. And that man on the inside was always the guy selling the explosives. Oh, yeah. So be careful who your friends are. You know, I know people like to talk a lot of shit on social media and stuff. But, uh, you know, and if you go to some of these protests, uh, don't let people. Rile you up because next thing you know, they're wearing a badge, and <laughs> you're in trouble, right? Well, that uh, sounds like the show.
3: Um, if you're out West River, I know there's an event happening. Let me check that out, we'll get that up on screen. Um, uh, I think Anthony Welty is driving through in his Be Free Liberty tour. It's going to stop in Rapid City and do a um, hangout, a networking event is what it's called. So that should be fun. We just had Freedom Feast. That was awesome. Um, if you missed it, you missed out. Um, but we'll have another one next year. So make sure to come to that one. Hopefully, COVID doesn't exist. A lot of people didn't show up because they had COVID. So I guess that Delta strain is going around pretty bad. Um, let me get this the event up here so people can see it. But, yeah, you can check this out. Uh, <clears throat> sounds fun. It's going to be at 929 at 7 Mountain Time in Rapid City. Uh, you can check the event out on Twitter or on Facebook to get more details on that. And that's going to be put on by Anthony Welty and Colin DuPro. So that should be fun. Well, if you liked our content today, please like and subscribe. Hit the notification bell on YouTube so we come up on your uh, feed right away. Follow us on Twitter at HedgehogWdog. Uh, we're Hedgehog Watchdog everywhere else because Hedgehog Watchdog's too long for your handle on Twitter, whatever. <laughs> um, any final thoughts for the night, Greg? Oh, yeah, this episode is sponsored by PinkCoin. Check them out, PinkCoin.com. And, yeah, check they're out our merch, HedgehogWatchdog.com.
0: Free speech media. They're still plugging along, apparently. <laughs>
3: check out awesome more, more awesome libertarian con- content on free speech media. they um, can hit them up on Facebook. I think they're on DLive and Trovo and a bunch of stuff. We're on there.
2: We're everywhere. Um, Yeah, we're everywhere. everywhere.
3: We're everywhere. (laughs) Um, We're going to be doing – we're going to be – we're changing our format on the show to uh, take more time. So we'll be doing shows every two weeks. So – but they're going to be quality shows. That's what's important, dude. That's what's important.
0: Give us a little more time to come up with half a dozen topics to go over –
3: and we'll have great mystery guests coming on. We got awesome new segments planned mm-hmm. out. Um, so yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, we'll see you. Let's see what's the. Let me get my calendar out. I should have make a habit of doing that since we're gonna be every two weeks now. I can't just say next Sunday. Uh, but October third, October fest special. I'm calling it now.
0: Yeah, October.
3: October Fest special. There we go. All right, well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you October 3rd, Sunday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And one more shout-out to PinkCoin. This episode is brought to you by PinkCoin. All our episodes have been sponsored by PinkCoin. You can check them out at PinkCoin.com. Oh All right, God. see
1: you in
0: two weeks.
1: See ya.